saw an interesting parsha in the Ramban in the last week's parsha. Over the Moshe Rabbeinu at the beginning of Parshas Vaira, so he talks about the fact that he had a heavy speech impediment. Moshe Rabbeinu, the Torah describes him as kvad pel kvad lashon. He was heavy with his mouth, heavy with his tongue. It was difficult for Moshe Rabbeinu to speak. Some say it was a, a cleft palate. He had no no access to his lips. Couldn't say a bays, a be, a mem, a vav. Days, a pay, a faith. <clears throat> Moshe Ben couldn't do it. Kvad peo, kvad lashem. So the Ramban asks an interesting kasha. I don't know that I would have asked the kasha, but the Ramban asks a kasha. The Ramban says, why didn't Hashem heal? Why did Hashem not heal Moshe Rabbeinu? He had such an important role to play. <clears throat> he was the leader of Klal Yisrael. He brought us the Torah. He was uh, negotiating our lease with Paro. Why didn't Hashem heal? Says the Ramban, because he didn't ask for it. He didn't die for it. <clears throat> it's his answer. We should really just be quiet for the next 20 minutes and let everybody think about what that means. The kind of tefillah. was ready to do it. That's what it says in the Ramban. He was just waiting for him to ask. He didn't ask, he didn't get it. <clears throat> so we're not going to speak about tefillah right now, but it's, not, it's, a, it's a good thing to keep in mind. What I wanted to ask is, so why didn't he ask for it? Moshe Rabbeinu knew the Ramban, he knew everything else. <clears throat> so why didn't he ask for it? Why didn't Moshe Rabbeinu ask Hashem to heal him from the speech impediment? And I want to say over the Teretz, and I don't remember where I saw this Teretz, <clears throat> but at some point I saw it and it changed my life, for the good. And, but in order to appreciate the Teretz, <clears throat> I'd like to give a little bit of a Hakdama, and afterwards we'll come to the Teretz itself. There's a Gemara in Bavakama, on Tzadik Beis, Amad Beis. Gemara talks about Hakar Satov and says like this, Beira Deshasis Mine, a bar, a well, that you drank from that well. Loitishti Beikala, don't throw a clot of earth or a stone into a pit, into a well. In the old days, that's how they got water from wells. <clears throat> don't throw something, don't be mazik, a, a pit, a, a well that you benefited from. Says Rashi, since you were nana from it, since you benefited, you got pleasure from this well, you benefited from it, don't be mavaza. That's the Lashon of Rashi. Don't shame, don't put down a well that you benefited from. The well's okay. Most wells don't have personalities and character traits, etc. It's close talking to the person, right? <clears throat> don't be someone who could look at something that you were nana from and throw a clot of earth in it. That's the Gemara. <clears throat> on that Kamaran Bavakama, in the Shita Mukubetzes, you all know the Shita Mukubetzes, he brings down a fascinating thing from the Rima Gash. The Rima Gash was the Talmud of the Rif. The Rif is the Rif that we have in the back of the Gemara. And he talks about a, <clears throat> there was a certain bathhouse. All these people didn't have showers in their houses. There was a certain bathhouse that the Rif himself, the Rif was Nanefron. It wasn't well. He stayed by a person's house. The person had access to to the Merchats, he owned it, he owned a certain bathhouse, and the Rif used it in order to recuperate. Years later, this person had to sell. He had to sell the house, he had to sell the bathhouse, and there was a dispute between him and whoever it was that the Rif was selling to. And the Rif says, I'm not, I, was a, I, I will not get involved in any Din Torah regarding the bathhouse. 
not regarding the person who owned the bathhouse, <coughs> regarding the bathhouse itself. Why? He says, I'm not going to judge and I'm not going to paskin regarding this merchatz. <coughs> I'm not going to try to negotiate a price or a deal. I can't compromise because I benefited from, from this uh, bathhouse. And I don't want to lower the price in any way because I feel it's like a bizarre to them. Even, even if I'll pee then, that's what it's supposed to be, but I can't be the one. Because <coughs> I benefited from this bathhouse. A tremendous thing. So the Shita Mukubetzas gives us a little musr and he says, If this is how indebted he felt to an inanimate object that has no feelings, you benefited from another human being, you have to be so careful. <coughs> Even if they, the bathhouse didn't try to help him, he happened to have benefited from it. If you nana from somebody else, you have to be so careful. <coughs> so it's brought that over here in the Shita Mukubetzas. There's a... Rashi, in the parsha this week, Rashi that comes up twice. You know, the Moshe Rabbeinu, when, <clears throat> when Hashem gives the seven out of the ten matas in this week, in this week's parsha, the Moshe Rabbeinu is the one that Hashem is talking to and commanding to execute the matas, and we know that the first three are not performed by Moshe Rabbeinu himself. <clears throat> Why not? So Rashi says, on the Pasuk, Vayam Hashem, El Moshe, Emoral Aaron, go and tell Aaron to take the matas, take your stick and to put it over the seas. So Rashi says, Moshe. Since when Moshe was thrown into the river, was placed into the river, the Yoara protected him in whichever way, therefore he couldn't be the one to cause a Maka. And Rashi says the same thing again regarding the Maka of Tzvardeya and the Maka of Kinnah. <coughs> also because of the earth, buried the Mitzri, etc., etc. So what is this? How do we understand this... this uh, not being mavaza, don't be mavaza. Understand the kalvachimer. But what is this Indian? How do how do we relate to it? What what's the concept? What is the musa of if you benefited from something from a bathhouse, from a well, <clears throat> from from a river, from sand? You have to be careful not to do anything that could cause it to get harmed. That could, you shouldn't be the one. You know something that it could be maramakim, but maybe not everybody here knows. Interesting, Yal Kutshimani. We know the Moshe Rabbeinu hit the rock instead of talking to it. Well, that's what we think of. But we know that that's the story. He hit the rock and he wasn't allowed to go into Eretz Yisrael for it. Hashem told him, and this is the Ramban's question, take your stick and speak to the rock. The way you speak to a rock, Moshe Rabbeinu thought, is to hit it. The Ramban says it couldn't be that that's the chayt. <coughs> couldn't be, Moshe <coughs> Comes the Yalkut and says, when we were in Mitzrayim, and we were born at times that the midwives were instructed to kill us when we were born. And the Mitzrayim were commanded, anybody that's born, call So what do they do? How did the ladies give birth? The Gemara says in Saita, they used to go to the fields under the apple trees and give birth. And then what? They couldn't bring the babies home. Gemara says that the ground opened up and swallowed the babies. And how did they survive under the ground? There were rocks. And from those rocks, somehow they got nourishment. Hashem made a nace. It was a certain dvash, a certain sweet type of a food that came out of the rocks. So says the Yalkut, how could you strike a rock when the rock is what kept these people alive? Hamashah made a group in the palace. He wasn't doing this. But he's representing Klai Yisrael. The rocks kept them alive. So I ask you, even if it's true, 
even if it's well, it is true that you can't be mavaza a well that you drank from, or you can't be mavaza <coughs> something that you benefited from. But this wasn't the rock that they it's, it's a rock. So the whole species of rocks you can never hurt because you were nana from a rock. What does it mean? It, it, it was a rock thing. Like all the rocks were in on this. <clears throat> what does it mean? How do how do we understand it? Not only is it that you shouldn't be mavaza, just beautiful mice I read in the first volume of the Leivelio, the great Revelio Lapian. Was an older man. Was a very old man when he passed away. He was in Eretz Yisrael the last 20, 30 years of his life. He's in Rechasim in northern Eretz Yisrael. And he was folding his talus one day. So the way it works, when you're a little younger, you could somehow do a thing by... Oh, you need to do it on a table or on a bench. So somebody sees Rebellia. He, he uh, takes his talus off. And he goes to a bench in the back of the base medrash, and he folds his talus. And after he finishes folding it, he goes and he gets a, a towel. And he sees that the bench is dusty, and he starts dusting it off. And so he says, you know, we'll, you know we could do it. We, we could dust it off. He says, it's not going to help if you dust it off. I'm not the custodian. But since I was nana from this bench, the bench, I was able to fold my talus by using this bench. I feel I have to give back to the bench. So the bench needs a dusting. So he's coming and he's dusting it. What, is, what does this mean? Let's try to get a little bit of, 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 a, of a concept. What is this hakara satayv that we need to inanimate objects? To stones, to wells, to water the benches, not to be mavaza, and over here we see not just not to be mavaza, but to, to clean it up, because I benefited from it. <clears throat> what does it mean? Let's move away from inanimate objects. I was learning a, a piece in Yerushalmi with one of the chavra here this week, not learning, we, we looked at a piece in the Yerushalmi, a fascinating story, this is just nothing short of, of fascinating, I'm going to read this to you. All the way at the end, this is in Masachas Trumas, all the way at the end of Parakas Halacha Gimel. Chad Barnash, there was a certain person, nobody here has names, maybe we'll see why not. Chad Barnash, there was a certain person, Zamin Chad Ravan, who invited a certain Rav, and when he came into his house, sitting at the table, the Isif Kalba Gabe. So he's sitting one part of the table, the Rav's on the next seat. And he puts his dog next to him on the next seat. Amar Lay, so the, the, the Rav says to him, do, do I owe you embarrassment? Are you coming, are you trying to make fun of me? What are you doing? Amar Lay, Rabbi, Tivu Anam I'm giving it back Akar Satoiv. I have to, I owe the dog Akar Satoiv because there were certain captives that came to the town. And they were about to capture my wife, and the dog went after one of them, and he left. So therefore, I, I owe Akar Satav. So I'm being mechaved the dog. Okay, was that a good thing? So it seems like over here, that this was a good thing, right? And unfortunately, over here on the side, say that he was, he was placated by that. He understood, okay, you know, you, showing gratitude to the dog, I get it. So what does that mean? You think the dog felt good <coughs> sitting at the table with, you know, with with polite company. In Parshas Vayeshev, I'm just bringing a few sources, I'm going to get to the point soon, but I want to bring this out. In Parshas Vayeshev, Yaakov Avinu says to Yosef, I want you to go and check up on your brothers. Remember that, Pasuk? 
Go out and see how your brothers are doing. There's two more words to the Pasuk. Any Valkyries in the audience? Okay. Lechna ure'ei es shlom achacha. Ve'eslam, who said that? Okay, shka. Ve'eslam atzon. Go and see how your brothers are doing and how the sheep are. Correct the madras right over there, Breshis Rabba. Ask him how the sheep are doing, really? Were you trying to inquire? What do you want to see if you have to send more sheep? Maybe look, it's true that they were shepherds. Probably if the sheep are. are. Says the madras. It went, if your nana uh, wrote down over here the lashon, elatzarich lishom lishol b'shlam davar sheyesh la'anami menu. You had hanav from the sheep. The sheep give you wool. The sheep give you whatever else sheep give you. Your nana, you benefiting from these sheep. You have to inquire as to their well-being, not just to see if you need to send more sheep. But we start. Your oh hakar, your nana from something. You benefit from something. It's innate into that's what the Torah expects of us. Even to an animal. And to bring out this Nakud, just to bring out the question a little more, and then we're gonna to get to the bar. We have the Nakud a little bit better. This is not only true to the animal itself. There's a Pasuk that says that if you have trefa, you have meat, that's a trefa, right? So what do you do with trefa meat? The Pasuk says in Parshish Mishpatim, give it to the dogs. Why to the dogs? So Rashi points out, because in Mitzrayim the dogs didn't bark. So we show gratitude to the dogs. But these are not the dogs that were in Mitzrayim. What do we do with the dogs? And there's a, mitzvah, there's a mitzvah of Pityan Petar Chamar. Why do we treat the Chamar more special than all other trade animals? Rashi speaks out, it's Gemara Bacharis. Why? Because when we left Mitzrayim, how did we transport all of our wealth? On the backs of donkeys. What do we do with these donkeys? I think we, we, we've made the point. We've made the case. What is it? What is all the Sakara Satar not to be mavaza, to show cover to animals, to inanimate objects? What are we doing to the species of the thing? I think we see over here a big Yisai. The Yisai is as follows. This is, you see, it's in Mikhtar Melio in the third volume. And other Swami kind of all say this point. Hakaras HaTov doesn't end with saying thanks. Hakaras HaTov isn't just a form of paying somebody back for the Tova that I got. In other words, you did something for me, so how could I ever repay you for everything you did? I'll repay you. Did me some, it's not only, of course it's a thank you. And of course you owe him and you're going to do things for the person. Hakara Satoyev, the words Hakara Satoyev mean recognize the good. If I'm benefited from somebody, if I'm a beneficiary from somebody else's hatava, the Torah is of me to remember that I'm a beneficiary. I need to realize and recognize and feel indebted. It's not so much about the dog's okay whether I give him or not give him. We need to remember if you benefited from somebody else, and we'll see in a moment why. If you benefited, let's first talk about the what. You're a beneficiary. Somebody was good to you. Somebody was kind to you. Somebody gave them of themselves to you. Whether they intended it or whether they didn't, by the way. <clears throat> Doesn't make a difference. I gained from somebody. Somebody helped me. Someone helped me. Something helped me. I need to feel indebted. I need to walk around with an understanding 
that the good that I had came from somebody else. And therefore, even if it's an animal, even if it's an inanimate object, the point is not the giving them back. It's not the paying back. Or how could you pay back? Somebody did something good, how could you pay them back for something bad? Which of course is true. It's much deeper than that. It's you need to have an awareness. You need to have a clear recognition that you're a beneficiary of somebody else. And in order to have that recognition, you need to put certain things into place. You benefited from a bathhouse, so remember, you're a beneficiary. Not that the tachlis is to, not to be mavaza, the bathhouse. It's that this will help me remember that I got something from somebody else. I came onto something <coughs> or someone else. And that's the tachlis. And you'll ask me why. Why is that a tachlis? The answer is, Chazal say, no uncertain terms. Any Chazal say it in the negative, and we'll then twist it to the positive. Chazal say, anybody, call hakoifer betovasa shel chaveira. Any person who denies the good that came to him from somebody else, pretends it doesn't exist, doesn't understand the magnitude, doesn't walk around with that, those feelings of gratitude, or understanding that he came on to, came on to somebody else, <laughs> so the person will come. When a person is not a makir toiv, when a person thinks that everything is coming to him or her, and everything that happens is happening because it's me, because I deserve, because I'm entitled, then a person is going to end up living his life with this very, that sense of entitlement is going to ruin his relationship with Hashem. Why did Hashem create, and this is kind of what we spoke about the last week, when we spoke about the hundred brachas and relating to Hashem all the time. Why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu create us with so many things that we need, with so many lacks, so many things that we're lacking? Why are we constantly benching Hashem for our eyesight, Ivrim, and the fact that I could move, and the fact that I could stand, and because Hashem wants to have a relationship with us. The tachlis, the ultimate way that a yid lives in this world, lives his life, is understanding that he has a relationship with Hashem. The more I understand what Hashem gives me, the more I'm able to connect to Him, the more I'm able to love Him, the more that my, my mitzvahs, my Torah mitzvahs, are more meaningful and more real, because I understand that there's a relationship. HaKadosh Baruch has given me so much, I, I'm so connected to Him. He's mashpi on me so much all the time. But if I have to live with a sense of entitlement, I don't, I, I don't look at the world that way. Things are the way they are because that's the way they are, because I'm entitled. That's why Hashem makes me. The Hakar Satov is something that is so chashev. It's put on such a pedestal. Why is Hakar Satov so important? This is a chazal. So that when I realize, that's the, the, the Sefer HaKenach brings us and talks about Kibbut Aim. Why don't we grow out of the ground like mushrooms? Why do we need parents? Why do we need to be so indebted to parents that give us so much? Why? Why not just make ourselves sufficient? Animals are born and they walk around. The answer is, HaKadosh Baruch, this is a Sefer Hashem creates us in a way that we realize that we need to come onto others. Once I realize that and I'm sensitive to it, and I don't take things for granted, even towards an inanimate object, I realize that I wouldn't have what I have. Or I wouldn't be what I am without that. You know, we learned the Gemara's of, some of us learned the Gemara's of, of, of Lush and Akiah, the beginning of Sachem. <coughs> Gemara says that the, the Torah goes out of its way, adds letters, not to use the word Tame. So Rabbi Yona asks in Shari Tshuva, but open up the Sefer Vayikra. Over and over again, this animal is Tame Hulachem, Tame Hulachem, Tame Hulachem. So why at the beginning of the Torah isn't it this way? And Rabbi Yona says, at the beginning of the Torah, it's Parshas Nayach. Parshas Nayach, all animals were edible. Nayach was, didn't, he was allowed to eat trade. 
You just couldn't bring a carbon from a tray van. <clears throat> this is something that you eat. You don't call tummy. Why? Because you're benefiting from it. Don't call it. Don't call it with a degrading name. Once already, it's something you can't eat. You're not benefiting from it from that type of a food in, in such a way. So, who is a car satov to food? I got to be grateful to what the you know, pasta we're going to eat today for lunch. Be grateful to the pasta. No, but I understand that I I, I I came onto it. I was hungry, and now I had it. When a person lives that way, being mocked that his needs are full by things other than himself, that kind of a person could have an incredible, amazing relationship with Hashem. The more I realize and have Akar Satov to the smallest things, again, it doesn't mean I'm thanking them, but I, have, I recognize the good, I recognize that I'm lacking, and I, I'm the beneficiary of so much. Then I'm open to that relationship, and I could open my eyes a little bit bigger, a little more sophisticated, understand where all that comes from. Look at how much Hashem is giving me. And then I could have a tremendous relationship with Him. Which is, the purpose of life. Having that relationship with Hashem here in this world. I don't want to cheapen the shmuz by the next minute of conversation. And so the shmuz is over. I do want to mention on the topic of Hakaras Everybody here is in yeshiva. Okay? We're in a wonderful yeshiva. Um, whatever people's time is on the showers or not the showers <laughs> and those are good times but Lamaisa we're Nana from the Yeshiva we are, everybody that's here is Nana, we have beautiful base Madrash, we have tremendous Rebbein, we're learning well we have great Chavera we have the good for we have, a person should I could have learned just as good as Lamaisa, I'm here and I'm, ben- I'm benefiting. Certainly as much as the guy's benefiting from the dogs and the wells and, and everything else. It's important for a person to realize, not to have, walk around with a sense of entitlement, but to understand that I, I am a beneficiary. I'm somebody who was nana from a maka. I'm somebody who's gaining from rebbeim, from, from, from a yeshiva. And this is what I mean, I don't want to cheapen it by this, but... I, there is a, 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 a raffle campaign. Yeshiva needs money. Why do they need money? To fix the showers. And to, so, that, so that we could have rebain. And so that we could have a functional place, a functional mosa. It, it is, it's very, what should I tell you? It warms my heart when I see people who give up their suppers and give up other times uh, to try to sell raffle tickets. To try to do something that's the place that I'm nana from. I'm going to try to see what I can. People, that part is heartwarming. What's <coughs> quite chilling is how few people there are that are, are, are even trying. But after a person will be matzliach, but at least to try. This is an example of something that comes in that uh, really is something that is going to cause all of us to benefit from. They do fundraise. Believe me, they do fundraise. Rashiva fundraises, the office fundraises, they do fundraise. But to walk around, honestly, without <coughs> our relationship with Hashem, when a person walks, when a person lives his life with a sense of hakaras atov, I recognize that I'm a beneficiary of things around me, the people around me, the mosad around me. When I say thank you, again, thank you is amazing. The main point of the thank you is, I came on to you, you helped me, I appreciate it. A bunch of them should help all of us be makire be people who recognize the good. When we recognize the good, it's also a recipe for simchas Realize that there's good people around me, there's good things that I can just always giving me. And does that should be such a tremendous relationship with them.